0: Hey, this is Jim. Welcome back to another episode of Silent Sales Machine Radio. This is one of those episodes that's popping out on YouTube. So, if you're watching on YouTube, you should know that if you go to silentjim.com/podcast, you're going to see a whole bunch of episodes that aren't on YouTube. So, welcome to the YouTube listeners. Be sure to subscribe. Give us a thumbs up. We appreciate all that. But uh, the bulk of the episodes are at silentjim.com as audio only. Today's guest is going to be Mr. Tim Covey. He's built an incredible business and he's going to tell his story, tell his journey. He's home now with his wife and kids, but his whole business was birthed five to seven years ago out of a pretty dark period in their life. And he's going to tell us a little bit about that. Um, Also the niche markets that he's in and how it's not all about Amazon for him. He's doing some pretty cool things off of Amazon. He started off as a coach, for high school sports. And he's been in education for, I don't know, I think it was close to 15, 18 years, something like that, if I'm doing the math right. But then he transitioned, wanted to be home with his family, which is where he is now on his way to, they were hoping for a million dollar year, he shares in his story today, but they ended up, uh, they're going to come in around 850,000 or so at a very nice margin. He tells us all the details of that, his multiple income streams and his, his Amazon selling business and He's going to mention a lot of the different modules that they've used from the proven Amazon course today. So he's when he mentions some of the different courses that he's taken, those are all modules from within the proven Amazon course, just so you know up front that's what he's talking about. So God bless you business building warrior. I'm going to jump over flip a couple of switches here and get Tim on the line with us for another fantastic episode. Hey, Tim. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Jim. Happy to be here. It's a pleasure. It's good to have you as a guest and been following your story for a while. You've got some great things to share with us today. I think I'm just going to turn it over to you. Uh, tell us your story and, and let's, uh, let's dive into your business a little bit.
1: Sure. Absolutely. So uh, my story, I'll back up a little bit. It's, it's been a journey. It's probably about a seven or eight year journey, to be totally honest with you. I'll try to keep it concise as, as concise as I can. But probably about seven or eight years ago, Jim, just started, I, my, my background's actually in education. So back up a little bit further, I've been in education until the end of May. This is, I, I just transitioned to the business full-time at the end of May. This is my last year. Um, so I've worked in education since 2002, graduated from college with an education degree, education background, worked as a PE teacher to start, then got into athletic administration, and then also worked as a guidance counselor and a director of guidance, and then coached uh, athletics kind of all, all the way through that time for most of that time as well. And so that's kind of my background. About seven or eight years ago, I really started to just feel like I was getting this nudge that, that, that I was supposed to do something different. And I wasn't quite sure what to do with that. Started picking up some of Dan Miller's. Um, I would shared this with you a little bit uh, last week when we, we spoke briefly. Started picking up some of Dan Miller's content and read through his 48 Days of the Work You Love, read through No More Dreaded Mondays. I remember a phrase he used in one of those books. He, he talked about divine discontent. And at that point, I'm like, you know what, I I do think that's what's going on. I think God's trying to to move me in a different direction. He's allowing me to feel restless for a reason. I need to keep digging and try to figure out, you know, what what this is all about. So for the next couple of years, that's kind of what I did. I just really just kind of wrestled with it. Wasn't quite sure what to do. In the span of that time, just to give you a little bit of kind of, there's been some landmarks along the way. So about five years ago is when I kind of really officially drew a line in the sand and decided, you know, I'm going to take that first step and, and start a business. Wasn't quite sure what yet at that point, but in between that, from seven years ago to till, till five years ago, was kind of a, a, a really challenging, kind of a dark time in, in in our lives. My my wife and I, um we had two kids at the time, but in those two years, my wife actually she had a she had a miscarriage and then she had an ectopic pregnancy about two months after the miscarriage and had to have an emergency surgery. It was a near-death experience, to be honest with you. I had to turn, I was on my way to work, had to turn around, rush her into the hospital um, because there was things going on and they could not figure it out. But a year and a half, so all this happened within about a year and a half. So a little over a year, a year and a few months later, she was pregnant again. And at that point, she had a second-term miscarriage. And we had just found out we were having a girl and we had named her Emma Grace. And probably about a week or two after that, she had an ultrasound and found out that that she, she didn't survive either. So she had to, we had to go through, my wife had to go through um, a delivery process a couple weeks later. I guess remember, I remember it like it yesterday. I remember sitting in the, in the hospital and she was sleeping and I just, something inside me. I just thought, you know, I, I need to start moving towards something positive. I need, I want something positive to come out of this. Um, and I had been wrestling for about two years with kind of all this stuff. And I thought, I'm we're just, I'm just going to do it. And that's where I actually wrote my first blog post was sitting in that hospital. I don't remember what I wrote. I can't find it. But that's where I kind of drew that line in the sand and said, I I want to move towards something positive because it was just, it was a sad time. You know.
0: Wow. Got to dig and try to find that because that's significant. That little spark of hope yeah. in a dark season. If you live long enough, you're going to have, everyone thinks they've had a dark season, but I think you got to put a few decades on the calendar to really yeah. understand what a true dark season is. And that's rough M- miscarriages and miscarriages and you've got this thing in your heart where you want to do more. You want to be there for your family. You want to you move towards something positive, to use your phrase. So many great stories start by being birthed out of just ugly, dark chaos. That's why I remain ha- hopeful, Tim, about the, the period of time we find ourselves in right now. I mean, you, yeah. you can talk to anyone and say, how has the last six months impacted you negatively? And everyone's going to have a story. No one's going right. to look at you and go, what do you mean? It's been all sunshine and roses. It, literally everyone has a dark story right now that they're, they're having to go through, overcome, fight off. And so I love that you're starting out saying that's how your story started. Now we're going back five, seven years. Yeah. But uh, it started off as a dark period and and you wanted to move forward. I love that. Find that blog post, man. You got to track that down. That was I've a, tried. Yeah. <laughs> it was the start of something big. I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. <laughs> I've tried to find it. I still can't.
1: But... Maybe I will at some point, but yeah, so that, so that's kind of how it all started. And at the time, like I mentioned, I was, I was coaching and that was my background. That was my passion. So really what what the first step I took was I I started a a website for coaches, just an informational site with some online courses, um, free content, as well as paid for content. And that's, that's kind of how it started. Did that for about a year and a half. And actually we're still doing that. I actually partnered with a friend of mine who's not, who's a college coach. And he's doing a lot of the content creation for me. It got to be too much for me, but about a year and a half after that, that's when I heard John on Dan Miller's podcast. And okay. at that point I thought, huh, this is interesting. I wonder if there's a way I can kind of combine the two things and do the informational content and maybe even try to find some products that I can sell that are in the, in the sporting goods category and would match up with the informational side. And that's kind of what piqued my interest. And so I, I bought your book, went through that, and that convinced me to, to go ahead and purchase PAC. And one thing I didn't share with you, so it was about three and a half years ago when I, when I bought uh, the Proven Amazon course. And I actually, it was, it was in November, so during quarter four. And I kind of, you know, I, I really leaned into it as far as the learning was concerned. I started testing some things. And at that point, I was just too overwhelmed with trying to do the informational side and the product side with, you know, two little kids at the time. And, you know, I, I was also coaching, you know, coach at the varsity level. So this is extremely busy. Right. And I actually asked for a refund. <laughs> so I actually got my money back in at the end of November, but I had learned enough. And I remembered it. I retained enough. I went through the PPI course. and I retained enough of that, that I actually come January or February, some of the athletic seasons that, that we're in were, were picking up. And I thought, you know what? I'm just going to try something. And I created a little bundle and I sent it in, and it started. It sold like it sold right away. And so I'm going out to Walmart to source this stuff, and and it's just selling out and selling out. And I'm like, wow, oh my goodness, there's there's something to this. So I immediately bought pack again, and then I just I started devouring the content. And for the next three and a half years after that, that the informational side took a back seat. We, we did, I haven't gotten rid of it, but really just focused on the the Amazon side, selling physical products. And that's what we've been doing for the past three and a half years. And that's what's really taken off, so.
0: Yeah, great, great summary. I love that you found a way to blend content and physical product sales. Uh, Part of me is kind of hoping you're still growing that email list. And, you know, that's a a huge asset. Do you still have that side of your business going? And I know we're not, we don't want to create any competitors for you here today. So I don't want you to tell anything that would lead people down a path of, you know potentially competing with you but is that still a big piece of what you do the information side
1: yeah so actually so my partner and i we really once i transitioned so really for the past 3 weeks we've really been just kind of digging into that to try to try to get that going again and i it wasn't that i tabled it completely but i just didn't spend as much time on it so it's kind of enough to kind of keep it there and and at least you know communicate with people on our on our list and grow the list slowly but now we're really starting to lean into that because that's that's really my goal is to i don't want to depend just on amazon you know i want amazon to right. be a stream of income but not the only stream of income And it's not the only stream but it's definitely our, our biggest stream of income right now so moving forward i, I definitely lean into the, to the website side of it yeah
0: yeah we, we're all about multiple income streams around here and and one of the things you can easily do you're positioned very well for this, Tim, but the listeners too, if they've been selling on Amazon any length of time is you can become a consultant that helps other people sell on Amazon. You know, that's yeah. low hanging fruit. Yeah. And we've actually got a module inside the Proven Amazon course, the PPP module that you might want to go through. I think we may have talked about this. I can't remember, Tim, but that teaches you how to get other brands onto Amazon and get a percent. Yeah. Another idea I have for you, just kind of brainstorming through what I've just heard you say. You know, you've got an email list and you've got this group, are they gathered anywhere on social media, like a Facebook group for these people? Because that could become a very powerful asset for you too. And you could ask the group, Hey, what else do you want? How else can we serve you? You'll see leaders kind of emerge who are super passionate, maybe even more passionate than you are about the subject matter. And it gives them a chance, a platform to contribute and lead. You kind of crowdsource your creative content at that point. That's what we've done in our Facebook group for, you know, e-commerce sellers there's just so many great leaders and stories. And I just stay out of the way. I love that I could vanish for a year. And it's just a community of people that love, trust, and enjoy working with each other. And it would just keep right on rocking. It's a beautiful thing. So you given any thought to that?
1: Yeah, we, we do. We have a, We opened a free Facebook group not that long ago. So it's only a couple hundred people right now. So we we haven't leaned into it the way way we should. And we I think that's where there's a little bit of danger for us is I want to make sure we do it well and that we're not just kind of creating this ghost town where nobody's talking. Sure. But it's definitely, it definitely is part of our, you know, part of our plan, part of our strategy moving forward. Beautiful. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I see it with my sound team.
0: Yeah. And we'll stick a link in the show notes, by the way, uh, to our free Facebook group. We'll stick a link in the show notes and you can jump in and see for If you're trying to use the internet creatively to launch or grow a business, there's about 60,000 of us. We're coming up on 60,000 people in that group and it's global people from around the world. Tim's in there, all kinds of great people from around the world. A lot of emphasis on launching and growing Amazon businesses, but we've got a lot of other things going on in there too. So very cool. So talk me through your business a little bit, whatever you're comfortable sharing. Like, you know, let's give some tips and strategies, maybe people who are new or maybe people who are trying to grow or expand their business. You know, what's the reality of running your Amazon business and share whatever numbers you're comfortable with as well.
1: So last year we did about 750,000 in sales um our profit margins are are right between 25 and 30 most of our products are between 20 and 40 but it averages out to to right between 25 and 30 our goal initially and I shared with you our goal initially was to break a million in, in 2020 when covid hit of course we we're, we're heavy in sporting goods but we're also very heavy in grocery so what kind of happened was the sporting goods side really slowed down it, it didn't it didn't come to a screeching halt but it slowed down cuz we had to start fulfilling all of that but the grocery side just took off so it really ended up balancing each other out but uh, we didn't see the growth that we'd kind of projected if this hadn't happened but it's still going well and we started selling groceries or so we're, we're all sporting goods and groceries and we kind of just I actually started selling groceries after going through uh, Barrington's uh, coffee master class and that was kind of my one, one of the comments he made he talked about how the same people will repurchase the same items over and over and we see that with sporting goods, but a lot of the things we sell, it might be once a year, you know, instead of once a month. <laughs> and that really intrigued me. And I, and I liked that, that aspect of, you know, the grocery category. And so we started with coffee and then just kind of expanded out into other grocery items. And so we are doing, we sell right now, we're selling here in the U.S. as well as in the U.K. And we just started selling some in Canada. We don't do a lot in Canada, but but not bad. I mean, it's it's generating some profit, so it's worth the time. Um, but that's but we're most heavy in the U.S. Um, U.K. Is, has done very well for us also.
0: Are, so in the in the U.K., are you doing just your sporting goods or is that grocery as well?
1: So, yeah, it's interesting. So in the U.K., it's primarily groceries with some sporting goods. Okay. In the U.S., it's primarily sporting goods, probably about 60, 40. Okay. 70, you know, 65, 35 in the U.S. Sporting goods, are 65%. But in the U.K., it's probably more like 80,
0: 20, 80% groceries. Okay. So you got yourself approved to sell groceries in the US. How tricky was it to get yourself approved to sell groceries then in the UK? Was that a completely new process for you or was it pretty straightforward?
1: At that time, when I signed up, I was was approved right away for grocery.
0: That's what I've heard. If you're active in the US, they really like seeing you get signed up, you know, to sell into Canada, sell into the UK, sell into other places. They've made it very straightforward as they can. They'll do the translation of the listing for you. Some people are thinking, oh, I don't speak French. I could never sell, you know, no, they, they'll help you. Amazon's set up to help you. So they they really do make it fairly straightforward. If you've got some hot selling products, it could be very low hanging fruit to get into some other countries. It's easier now than it's ever been. So that I'm glad you mentioned that. Well, what strategy do you use to find profitable groceries? I think that's probably a little more interesting to most listeners right now. And what types of groceries, again, without creating competition for yourself, Right. don't give away your how to sell it right now, but like what category is it in and how tricky was it to get down that path? And and how do you source these products? Are you actually going to a store or do you have like, have you found a wholesaler? Talk us through that a little bit.
1: Uh, that's a good question. So we, we really do a little bit of everything. Just going through the Proven Amazon course, I, especially when I first started, I just devoured as much as I could. And I just, I kind of tested every strategy, to be honest with you, and just found certain things that worked well. And just you know tried to really you know move forward with that as much as we could so we do a lot of uh, retail arbitrage for the UK oddly enough we we hardly we don't right now we really don't do much RA in the US and our our groceries in the US is mostly wholesale but our groceries in the UK is heavier on the on the RA side and just found a lot of products Walmart Target as far as especially for the UK just things that you know that are that we find to common here but, of course, they're, they're harder for the find over there. And I found it somewhat easier in some ways to find retail arbitrage products for the UK than, than what I found here in the U.S. That's just been my experience. But I, I haven't put as much time into the RA side in the U.S. because that's that's where we really have focused more on wholesale, bundling, even some private label stuff with with our own brand and both in uh, groceries. And We don't do a private label for groceries, but for the sporting goods side we do. But a lot of wholesale on the grocery side in the U.S.
0: Hey, you know, you've, we've thrown some, I like to be sensitive to the new listeners and, and there's been a few acronyms and courses you've thrown in here. I, let me just get everybody up to speed. If you're brand new around here, maybe you've only listened to a few episodes of this podcast. You've heard terms like RA, wholesale, coffee masterclass you mentioned a couple minutes ago. These are all components of the proven Amazon course. We teach private label. If you want to launch your own brand, it's all in there. So if you buy the Proven Amazon course, you get all these modules, the Coffee Masterclass that was mentioned earlier, the RA, that's just retail arbitrage. That means buying stuff off a retail store shelf and turning it into cash. You can do that online as well. You can shop online and have products delivered either to you or straight to a prep center partner, perhaps, that does the prep for you, puts your labels on it, sends it into Amazon for you. We teach all that in the course. So the Proven Amazon course isn't a single step one, two, three. Everybody takes the same path. Although we do like to start new sellers out, fairly similar path. But from there, you can go one of 25 directions, uh, whichever happens to resonate most with you. Most people right now are getting into the replenishables strategy, which I haven't heard you use that term yet. Now, I know you're selling groceries, which means a lot of repeat buyers, but that's not necessarily replenishable. We say, you know, a hammer could be a replenishable product. It's any product that sells predictably and profitably. We know every month we're going to sell five to eight units of this product at a nice profit. Those are replenishables, and that's what that course teaches you to find. Have you been through any of that, Tim?
1: I have. Yeah, I actually went through. Uh, I went through Jimmy's. Actually, his mom is my accountant now because I made the connection. And actually hired her on a couple months ago. And so she's part of our team as as our accountant, which has been awesome. But anyway, I just want to put a plug in for her. She does a great job.
0: That's awesome. Well, she's going to have a lot of new clients. She's going to have a lot of new clients now. She better be really picky because she's going to get about 400 emails. (laughs) So hopefully she doesn't mind that. I'm sure she won't. God bless Jimmy's mom. I don't even know her name. What's her name? Cindy. Yep. Cindy. Okay, great. Yeah. People in our community will know how to track her down now. Yeah. She said, let's blow her business up. That's awesome. I love it. Yeah, what else can you share with us? Any tips or strategies? You know, let's let's encourage people who have been doing this business a while, as well as maybe those who are new. What would you have to say to them, Tim?
1: Yeah, I think the big thing is 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 just trying these different strategies because they all work, you know. And I think one of the big things is your mindset with it is, and, and you talk about this a lot, Jim, is is viewing failure as a learning experience. So don't don't view it as failure, but you you know view it as learning. I think that is, that is one of the biggest things. But all these strategies can work. I mean, the retail arbitrage, the replens, and and to your point on the replens, that is what we do with the RA stuff. I don't don't go and scan scan barcodes. Oh, good. We go into the store and we we use those methods. Yep. And so that's what we do for the, the retail arbitrage.
0: Yeah, no barcode scanning needed for our sourcing strategies. Nowhere in any of our strategies do we teach scanning barcode. Unless maybe it's day one and you're walking around your house just saying, I wonder what this book is worth. I wonder what this unopened Christmas present's worth. And you can scan those barcodes if you want. But we don't teach scanning barcodes as a strategy for sourcing product. That's not what we mean when we say retail arbitrage. It's it's way more strategic and purposeful than that. And uh, yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that.
1: One of the things that, make, if you happen to have your own brand, maybe somebody who's a little more advanced, one of the things we, we have found is sometimes it works to find simple things that you can put your own brand name on and put in a bundle and just to for a couple of couple of reasons number one just to even give your own brand you know visibility but also to protect you know protect yourself from competitors on your listing of course you can bundle with a lot of different products but if it's your own brand on the, on the product um i mean we've done things even it close our brand name on pencils you know and have bundled those with with items just to when we've seen there's opportunity just to keep competitors off so um that is one thing we do a lot of bundling um, but again, we do a little bit of everything. There's not one specific thing we do a lot in.
0: Yeah. Because one of the things with Amazon, for those who don't realize it, if you set up a bundle and let's say it's three very common products that anyone else can go bundle the same way you did, well, then they can compete on your listing. And suddenly there's two, three, five, eight, ten 10 other people selling the same bundle that you made get hot with your original efforts. Some people get upset at that. Well, that's how Amazon works. But if you stick a pencil in there that's got your brand name on it and it's your name of your company. Yeah. Or, you know, we've had people print uh, books. It's like just a little journal, blank page journal, and you're the author and you're the only one that can get copies of that book and slip it in. And maybe it's an instruction manual, a copyrighted material by you. It just makes it really tricky for someone else to jump on that bundle and compete with you on your own products. That's a great tip.
1: Yeah. We do a lot of that. We kind of have built most of our business on creating listings. To be honest, with not not that we, maybe we do the replenish stuff, and so we'll find things that you know we can just jump on and sell on. But we we really do try as much as we can to create new listings, and just to try to do that to try to you know make our sales a little more consistent, so we can count on it from one you know from one month to the next, not having to worry as much about having all of a sudden 20 sellers on it. But two weeks after after you start selling on it. So that's just kind of how we've approached it. It takes more time, yes. you know, and it, it takes more effort to create listings. Um, but I've always felt like backing is worth it as far as kind of protecting some of the things that you're selling a little bit as much as you can. So we've kind of taken that approach.
0: Yeah, that's great. So you're building slower, but it's a more stable structure. Cause if you're, if you're finding stuff that everyone else can go easily find as well, you know, you're going to sell through some of it and then you're going to find yourself, like you said, there's going to be other sellers selling the same thing on the same listing. And one of them is going to start driving the price down and everyone kind of follows. You call it race to the bottom. And yeah, that gets frustrating. Some people say, ah, why? it's always a race to the bottom. Well, not if you're creating bundles, which takes a little more work. If you're getting creative with your bundles, absolutely. Which, by the way, yeah. is another module inside the Proven Amazon course. There's a bundling class in there that tells you everything you need to know. And there's some great podcast episodes here too. If you scroll back in time through this podcast series, we've had at least two or three episodes that talk about bundling, so you know, jump into those. Those are great education on the topic as well. Some great tips, Tim. What else comes to mind, man? Anything else you got for the listeners today? I think one of the
1: big things is, is as you grow, not trying to do it all yourself. And, and you know, if, if they listen to your podcast, you know, they've heard you say it, you know, repeatedly. But it's just so true. We have we have a small team, but just to kind of give you a little bit of insight into into kind of what we've done, you know, over the past three and a half years. So my wife actually jumped in on, on packaging. And what interesting, one of the turning points for us, uh, or you know, a point in time that was important is we actually were scholarship to come to the Proven Amazon, or not the Proven, the Proven Conference was the CES in Orlando. Last time we had it here in Orlando, because we, we live in this area. And my wife was invited to come with as well. And she was actually eight months pregnant with our, with our two-year-old. So we did have another, we had a baby after all that stuff happened, just to kind of close the loop on that. And in case anybody's wondering,
0: Hey, this is Jim. Sorry to interrupt the broadcast, but we had some audio and internet connection trouble with Tim towards the end of today's episode. So I just wanted to summarize some of the stuff he was talking about so you don't miss the content. I wish you could hear it in his own words, but it got a little fuzzy, like I said. So he was talking about his family being involved in his business. His wife has gotten involved, how excited she is to be working together with in-laws and other family members building this business Together. It's a cool part of their story that unfortunately the internet didn't cooperate today. So I just wanted to fill in that gap. And I'm going to take us back now to the actual recording so you can hear the end of today's episode. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah, you can really burn yourself out if you're trying to do it all. And I think if you're not willing to grow a team, if you're thinking, I'm going to maximize my profit by keeping it just me, that's not the proper way to think about this. Uh, you need you're going to need a team you're going to have days where you just don't feel like it you need to be surrounded by that support but also people can specialize it's the law of specialization if you get someone that's just tackling the tasks that they're good at you can really build something special i love that everyone you just listed on your team is family members it's people who are you know right there so it's bringing you together as a family you know there's some risks in that you know it's always nice to only hire people that you can fire but if you have a family member and you have the understanding that, hey, if this doesn't work out well for either of us on either side, we're still going to be family, but we'll have to be honest with each other and, and you know part ways in a friendly terms, if for some reason it's not working on either side. If you have that you know that slightly uncomfortable conversation on the front end, there's no reason you can't work with family and then build something special with them. It sounds like that's exactly what you guys are doing. I love that you've incorporated so much family into... Uh, your business, and I'm sure even the little ones that are coming up at some point they're going to have roles to play.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's been good because they've, they've been able to see a lot of us. We, we have a ten year old, eight year old, the older two. You know, they they just go on, and we even have them help out when they can. And- so it's it's
0: been great. That's awesome. Well, Tim, your your audio feed is breaking up a little bit on us. Uh, I don't know if you have anything else open on your computer besides just the Zoom, if like you know Skype or anything. If you could shut that down, if you see anything, but it's breaking up a little bit. No big deal. We've been, we've caught some great stuff from you today, um, but uh, just in, in wrapping up. if there's anything else that you want to say before we before we start to land this episode? Now's the time to shoot it out there, and uh, I think we're going to be wrapping this one up pretty soon. Yeah, I
1: mean, I, it's. It's not easy, but it's not complicated, if that makes
0: I love that you say, said there, it's not easy, but it's not complicated. That is a great summation of, of what this business model is. It's going to be some work, but if you follow the process, there's so much opportunity there. Well, Tim, man, it's been great hanging out with you. I really appreciate your time today and uh, thank your family for us, if you would, loaning you to us for a while today. I know there's a lot of things that our listeners could have been doing besides listening. There's a lot of things you could have been doing, but you hung out with us today. I appreciate that. I'm grateful for that. And for the listeners' sake today, uh, I think we all received some great encouragement and some great tips and strategies. And, uh, just continue to listen to Silent Sales Machine Radio. We've got so many great episodes like this. If, you, if you're a new listener, scroll back in time. We've got so many great episodes with great people like Tim and people who have built incredible businesses. A lot of them using Amazon, a lot of them doing other creative things as well. So welcome to the show, we're glad you're with us. And we're gonna keep bringing these great episodes to you. Uh, shout out to Tim for hanging out with us today. God bless you, buddy. And all the business building warriors as well. God bless you. We'll have more episodes just like this one real soon. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit SilentJim.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.